Welcome to Hellas Football Podcast, episode 16. I'm your host, George. We'll get things started. Steve, how are you, man? Less congested than last week, George. I yeah, feel much sound, better. Sounded much better, mate. Greg? <laughs> I'm good, mate. It was a big weekend of football, so uh, yeah. Beautiful, yeah. The results didn't go your way, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Michael? Yeah, good, George. Um, just to back off last week, um, our under-21s, the ethnic year, um, beat Iceland. In yes. the Euro 2023 qualifier. Yes. Uh, we held on 1 0 uh, with 10 men in the second half. We got the job done and we continue on from there. But, Beautiful. You know, it's another week of Greek football nonetheless because a lot of Malachi is going on and I can't plenty, wait to get Plenty, plenty. And we'll uh, <laughs> delve into it, especially with your uh, Super League 2. And anyway, we'll talk about that later. And uh, a man that we haven't had on here for a while, but uh, one of the OGs of the podcast, Anthony, how are you? Hey man, I'm good. I'm glad to be good. Glad to be back for this episode. You know, I'm Even, in pretty good mood because Panathinaikos won in basketball and in uh, Podosfero, so feeling pretty good. That's so it. I can't wait to talk about that. Good to see the Californian Colopedo back on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we'll get th- we'll kick things off with Super League. Um, with the round now, um, results-wise, they've been all over the place for various reasons for a lot of clubs. But we'll start things with um, Orfi. They had a two-nil win o- away from home against Volos. Uh, John Toral scored the double, so he was a player. If you remember a few episodes ago, that Neoplias was talking up um, and was really excited to have him at his club. So two-nil win for the Credans there over a Volos side that is kind of dropping slow down the ladder after an impressive start to the season there. Um, did any of you boys want to touch on that one? I saw a bit of that. Yeah. Um, uh, look, Vola started off pretty well and then Offi scored uh, almost out of nowhere. Um, but in the se- in the second half, um, Offi was much better. He took off Ninis at halftime. I don't know why. He was playing pretty mm. well. Um, and the player that I think I mentioned that a few weeks ago, uh, Noplias was meant, talking about this guy in one of his um, press conferences. His yeah, name's uh, John Terral, is uh, a, a Spanish guy uh, who um, spent some time with Birmingham and Hull in England. Uh, he's got two screamers for him, so he really made his mark. And uh, off he's on quite a quite a run now. They're now up to the top six, yes, and they've been playing good football and someone to look out for now. Yeah, no, it's good. It's it's always good to. So a bit of diversity up there. Uh, bigger clubs as well, like Orphe, making a push, pushing down uh, your second favourite team there, Greg, um, out of the six there. Yeah, that's a bit of a shame. Um, yeah, Nini started as well. But, yeah, interesting that he got subbed at halftime. But I guess, yeah, reasons unknown there for us anyway. Uh, moving on, probably the biggest shock of the round, Aris, uh got destroyed at home 5-0 by Pasianina. Jean-Marc Schneider got the goals kicking off in the fifth minute. Uh, Milencien, whatever, Nikolai scored in the 35th minute for uh, Pass. They went into halftime with a 2-0 lead. Um, the goals keep coming. They won Barea in the 54th minute. Um, Rodrigo with a penalty in the 71st. And in the 85th minute, they wrapped scoring up uh, Mendes Morea. Guys, did anyone see this coming? No, not at all. If anyone yeah. says yes, you got you should get a lottery ticket. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone saw it like... No. Now, if you, look, if you look at Pasianina, they've got the best uh, defensive record in the game of all the clubs. 
Second Sec- best. Second best. Now, Sam, I'm, I'm making myself a liar here. Um, so maybe behind yeah. Olympia Goss. Nah, sure. yeah, but no, um, no, they have better. They have a better goals against them. They've, scored, they've conceded less goals than Olivia does, so they do have the best defensive record in the league. Yeah, they do have the best defensive record, Michael. Yeah, they do. Oh, six, was, six oh, they, oh, they must. Oh, yeah, they played a day before the Derby. Yeah, what am I talking about? <laughs> no, that's right. See, there you're putting me out Michael. of my head. I was looking at it today. Yeah, no, they've got the best defensive record in the game. So, what I was saying is it was always going to be a tight affair, um, but they turned it on goals wise. And what the hell happened with Artis Boys? Anyone, Greg? Look, I'll tell you what happened. Yeah. Yanina basically scored. Nearly ninety percent of their opportunities. They had six shots on goal, and they scored five. Yes. And um, Addis was sure shocked. They, they Addis tried as well, but they, they, uh, Yan and our goalkeeper had had a fantastic game, and they finished all their chances. It was just unbelievable. The Greek, Russian, or Ukrainian Yuri Lodigins. I love you- I, I the first goal from Bazyanina. The cross from Shalikas, he couldn't have passed that any better. It's funny you say that, Michael. I'm convinced that goal was offside. Oh, he was just on. I said it was pretty level, but it was know, nice. Watch, it was a yeah. it was a nice delivery. Can't can't take that away from him. Oh, it was fantastic. It was brilliant. Yeah. You uh, just on a side thing here, guys. Did you remember what the goalkeeper Lord again when yeah. the ethnic your mother tried to cap him? Because he's well, I don't know if he's born in Greece, but he's raised in he was raised in Greece. But uh, he's born in Greece. Born he's, in, he's born in yeah. Greece. Eh? yeah. Um, and then he uh, ended up going, I think, to Zen at St. Petersburg or something. Yeah. Um, and played a few games for Russia, and then his career kind of dwindled. So now he's back in uh, Greece. At least he's resurrected his career there. Um, I don't know. Do we put this down as just one of those days for Otis, or is it something they should be concerned about? I'd put it down as one of those days. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. It's just, it'll be interesting to see their their mm. uh, bounce back next week. Ionikos um, Asteras won or draw there. Thuram got the goals going for Ionikos in the 14th minute, and Leo Tilika equalised in the 29th minute. Went into halftime one all. Um, host of yellow cards there, but nothing. Um, no, no, nothing in the second half there. Shots on target. Uh, Asteras had six shots. Um, and had 53% of the ball. But unfortunately, they couldn't convert and pass that one goal for them in that match. So they're still having an indifferent start to the season. Um, Asteras, while Sionikos, um, I think in anyone's eyes, are punching above their weight uh, this year and holding their own. Moving on, Panetolikos, 1-0 winners over Apollon Smirnis. Um, Debbie Flores in the 66th minute uh, was the goal scorer there. Uh, Baxevanidis was sent off for Apollon in the 91st minute. Um, other than that, a host of yellow cards all through this game. Did anyone pick this one up? Any chance? Or- um, well, and it's the highlights. Yeah, and, so the uh, highlights as well. It was, you know, a, 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 I guess a well-deserved win for Panathinaikos. They've had I a few weeks where, well. yeah, they've had yes. a lot of weeks where they've 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 played good, really good for a while, and then somehow managed to lose games. So it was good to see their fans enjoy yeah. it and win. Apollon had no uh, shots on target either in this match. So uh, Crack, cracking goal from Flores. Yep. Yeah. It hit that first time. Yeah. Now what's going on, Michael? Your boy Festa. Uh, eh. eh. He he had this little he had this same problem when he first came to AL, right? It yep. took a little bit of a while to get things sorted. 
Yes. And I think this is what's going on at Apollon as well. Yes. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on that uh, moving forward there. Um, Greg, actually, yes. Ike Athens hosted uh, Olympiakos. Olympiakos got up 3-2. Um, a beautiful volley by uh, Kamara in the first minute. Uh, you know, probably set the scene for that match. It was just, I mean, what else can you say? It was a beautiful goal. Um, Arao um, equalised in the 15th minute. El Arabi um, punished you guys in the 34th minute. Again, in the 70th minute, um, El Arabi um, doubled his goal tally there. 3-1 up, everything's cruising, and then... Um, Arao ends up getting another goal for you guys. It was a bit of a shaky game towards the end um, before Olympiacos, but they held on um, to create their gap there. So we'll go first to you, Greg. Here, how did you um, how did you see this one, man? Well, it was look, uh, we played well, but it was overall an incredibly frustrating game for an AEC fan because uh, we sort of started off straight off on the back foot when uh, that beautiful goal that was scored. Um, and then we fought back straight away after that. So that was really good to see with that Araujo and a nice cross from Mandalos. Mandalos, who, for whoever watched Ethnic E games, the last two games, if you saw Mandalos playing this game, he wasn't a, a spectacular, but he was a player where you thought, where was this for the Ethnic E? Um, so we fought back into it. We were starting to take control of that first half. And then um, Vranjes, of all people, attempted to do an offside trap that was just ridiculous on so many levels. And El Arabi was just given a, a passage to our goalkeeper it and was goal dis- and scored. It was disgusting, that one. <laughs> I, I actually watched it on replay again just to – because I thought initially it was Mitoglu and then I was shocked that it was actually Vranjes who attempted it, not even looking behind to see that Michelin has also got El Arabi onside. So two players actually had him onside. Uh, so that was just um, ridiculous. Um, but then, you know, we 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 – Second half, we were, we were fighting for it. And then Mahmadi, the our left back, um, gifted Al Arabi another goal with a stupid um, back pass that landed right at his feet. So, And then, again, we fought, we kept fighting. Um, a, a nice cross from Unsatisfied. Uh, Araujo, another beautiful goal. Um, we were close to getting an equaliser. But um, at the end, I mean, the last five minutes was just a waste of time. We kept trying to pull crosses in. Your defence, you know, the, the tall players you have were just dealing with it quite easily. So... Look, it's definitely, it was, on one hand, it was good because we we know we've got the potential to actually get a win over Olympiacos. It's been three and a half years now, so that might happen sometime this season, potentially. Um, but uh, as I can keep saying, our defence is our Achilles heel, and boy, uh, you know, I talk about our defence getting tested, and we did okay at stages, but really failed on some key moments that um, just highlight how much this defence is going to cost us this year. Yeah, well said. Um, we'll jump to Steve for his perspective as an Olympia Goss fan. How did you see this one, mate? It was a huge game. Obviously, this was the chance for us to take a, a six-point gap in the, at the top of the Super League. Um, and obviously, it's a derby match. So, away in Oaxaca, where there was, what, 40,000, 45,000 strong of Ayak fans who were creating a lot of noise. So it's a great big, crowd, yeah. Great crowd, big, intense atmosphere, which is exactly what, <clears throat> like the test we needed before we go and play Fenerbahce um, on Thursday. So it was a tough game and it was an entertaining one as well. I was really entertained by it. I thought both teams, 
showed well for themselves. And I mean, yeah, I, I just I definitely one of the best derbies in recent years. Yeah, I'd say so, especially for entertainment value. Yeah, years, yeah, and 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 I think that was amplified by the fact there were fans in the ground as well. That that really made it like a, such a good atmosphere. Um, now and and yeah. Yeah, no, let me ask you a question here, Steve. So Greg was – I'll just – because Greg was adamant, like, we're, they're putting crosses in and our tall guys were defending them. The, Socrates, for their second goal, was just basically shoveled away from the ball, and that was a cross. I mean, what happened there? That's concerning that, for me. Well, that's the thing, George. It was arguably – Very concerning. Both defenders were arguably at fault for – but either either goal because both goals, yeah. The, the first goal, obviously, is a standard Olympiacos goal that we concede. Yeah, yeah, and, and obviously, like, um, obviously, Vashlik should have dealt with the first goal a bit better. That was headed through by Arujo, but it was a good, it was a good cross, and it was a good header. But where are defenders covering him at the same time? You know, that yeah. wasn't entirely his fault, but he is at the same time probably should have dealt with that better. And it's the same story. The second goal, Masuras tried to kick it out and then it ended up hitting an Ike player then it fell to Ansarifaz who crossed it to Arojo again and Socrates just didn't deal with it and so that's that's and it wasn't an easy like he just got like he it looked like he was just stuck I don't know how to best describe it and and it's that's the biggest worry I take from this is that our defense needs to shore up a bit before we go play Fenerbahce because they have uh, some good, obviously, Fen- have some quality players, you know, obviously, I- and I- Ike, with their quality attack, you know, sh- showed that they can hurt our defence at times. And and especially when we were controlling the game at 3-1, you can't allow a goal to be conceded like that. Um, no, no. But, and that, but that, yeah, that, that doesn't take it away from the victory. It was a big victory. The no, it was a great victory. Through, you know, they, they showed that they have a strong mentality. There is signs of players' improvement. Lala was great. Again, you know, silencing his critics as usual. Um, and honestly, when El, El Arabi scored the th- his first goal, I I genuinely miss, almost missed it because the, the stadium was so silent when he scored it that I just, <laughs> I looked up on, from my phone. I was like, "Oh, we're two one up again. <laughs> What's happened?" Um, yeah, it was really it was a really good game though. I had a, it was like like Greg said, it's one of the best derbies I've seen. The um... The, the take I got from out of, from that game in particular is we're still a bit shaky in defence there, but um, El Arabi is still the man. Oh yeah, yeah, Goodness like he, he's starting he, and he's like his goals were classy. Like yes, they were gifted to him. I mean, the second one, the way he dribbled it and then just so manoeuvred the it between has, like, the, to do that as well. He always um, had it, like the last two seasons. He's had a bit of a shaky sort of start where he's not quite looking at the races, and then by this point, like uh, November time, he starts to kind of pick up the pace of it, and he's really picking up. Now. Yeah. So and we're it, gonna we're gonna need him this Thursday to be like to be wow, like that to be as clinical and absolutely. be as confident as he was. Yeah. Um, yet on Sunday, um, and that that's hopefully if we can't defend against Fenerbahce, we can at least outscore them. Yes, well, that's right. Yeah, let's hope so. All right, well, we'll move on from that one there. Um, Atromitos, 2-0 winners over Pauk. And as um, 
I don't know what you want to call it, the the, the world's a line, whatever. Kuluris decides to get off his uh, – break his goal-scoring drought and score a double against the club that let him go. Well, they didn't let him go. They cashed in on him. Two-nil winners, um, Atromitos, 45th-minute goal to Kuluris and a 68th-minute goal. Um, doubled the lead for the club there. Um, Balk, Michael, what are, we, what are we doing here? What are we seeing here? Ah, let me get started on Pauk before I get on to Kuluris. So in regards yeah. to Pauk, okay, perhaps many people are unaware of an occurring problem with the team. Yep. So when club football returns after an international break is concluded, mm-hmm. Pauk have garnered one point out of a possible nine points. So after the September break, they lost 1-0 to Bazianina. After the October break, 4-0 draw with Volo. Now a 2-0 loss with uh, Atromitos. So there appears to be a lack of concentration in the team, but there's also a lack of balance as well, especially with the defence. I've pointed out many times with the defence. And since the start of this season, and perhaps maybe this be shocking or not, if you're a Falk fan, it probably isn't surprising to hear this. Out of a total 18 games, 10 in the Super League, four in the Conference League qualifiers, and four group stage matches. Luchescu has changed the defence 13 times. (laughs) 13 times. I understand that there's injuries, but come on. Yeah, you're not going to get continuity with that. Come on. How can can your defence have rhythm? You've got to have a set set core of the defence. And you're not going to be challenging for titles like that. The one, the one defender that has the most minutes is Michalidis. You would expect it to be Varela or Crespo because they're the old guard. But they're one of the reasons why they're letting Park down. They started this match, both of them. And they yeah, and, Mich- and Michalidis was riding the final game. Yeah. Yep. They both started this game and they're one of the reasons why Park are not going to challenge the title. If Varela after the game even admitted... For, for these kind of performances, we're not going to go for the title. Well, I mean, I mean that's, yeah. It goes without saying when you're losing to an Atromito side that uh, has been shocking and yeah. came in with this ultra-defensive lineup as well. Um, and the thing yeah. with Atromitos is, bef- leading up to this match, they wanted this game postponed because Parascos got COVID, which was denied. you got to have seven coaches or players to have COVID cases and they yeah. wanted this game postponed. I don't know if they were scared or just taking precaution. I don't know. It was no, very weird. So they let the game go ahead. Well, all <laughs> the power to happened. them. Yeah, look well, Kuluris off, the, off the mark now. What was that? They're, they're the first two goals he scored in like three years or something. What was the Yeah, it's a 20, long time. 25 months. And the last oh, goal he God. scored was against Bordeaux. Bordeaux in the French League. In right? the French League, yeah. Yep, and ever since then, no goals. Even for the Ethiki, no goals. Wow. Until this game Until against this his game. former club. Yeah. <laughs> and interesting, I'll have one more thing with yep. Lourdes. Leading up to this game, 25 attempts on goal and no goals until this game. And he had the most attempts on goal at, out of everyone in the league. 
Okay. So it's, it's not a lack of trying. It's just a lack of uh, finishing or finesse in his part. Oh, well, let's see, let's see if he kicks, if this kickstarts his career uh, back in Greece. And, um, I hope yeah. so. I've always, had a, it does. I've always had a soft spot for Bouloudis. Yeah. It's because that one season at Adorami does really amazing. Is. But it is. Yeah. I always had a soft spot. I hope he does well. Yeah. Interestingly, yeah. this is also their first win of the season as well. Mm. Yeah. So they're, they're doing everyone a favour. Hey, Antoni, how did your uh, papu take this game? <laughs> well, the funny thing is, I didn't get a phone call this time, yeah, so I don't, think it was, I don't think it was. I don't think it went good for him that time, right? Uh, rubbing but, it hey. in last time, and now this time, just silence, eh? You know, I didn't call him because I we had to play La Mia the, the next day, so I yeah. knew not to talk. This well, there time. you go. Give him a buzz tomorrow, okay? You can't. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's uh, segue to um, your match there, Bathnay uh, Course, three-one winners over La Mia there. Um, Funny enough, they got the goal scoring started um, at a bully in the 35th minute and they went in 1 0. So you would have been uh, shitting your pants there, thinking, you know, what's happening here. Um, but you guys turned it on in the second half. 56 minute uh, Lundquist goal, 86 minute uh, your boy Macheda. And um, in the 87th minute straight after that goal, Maurizio wrapped things up for you guys. So uh, shaky start, um, but came home strong. Go for it. How did you see this one, mate? Like, uh, you know, the, the night before I had tweeted it out, I was like, this seems like the perfect opportunity for a Panathinaikos screw-up. <laughs> Ike had lost, Pauk had lost, and Panathinaikos was going to play Lamia away. I was like, this just seems like a recipe for disaster. So uh, w- when we went down 1-0, I was like, okay. I was talking to Michael. I was like, this is over. This game is over. I'm probably going to just have to yeah, shut but you're it a, off. You're a pessimist as well, eh? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, it's over. The, we're, we're the, world's, the world's ending. Screw this guy. We, we scored. We got. We got scored on against a, a tight defensive side. Forget it. I don't know where Lundqvist scored that that rocket, which I think he got written off too early in the season because he played the first game of the season, then he played the second game, and then pretty much we didn't see him again. Um, so I think he got ridden mm-hmm. off a little too early, but he seems good. Uh, he got injured, though, hurt his ankle. Um, Mauri, or, uh, Maqueda, for as much as I give him crap, he came on and he did his part yesterday, scored the penalty. Mauricio, again, the game changer. I think he has to continue coming off of the bench because when he comes off of the bench, it's like he either scores or he, he does some important play where we get into a goal-scoring opportunity. Um but overall, the, the big thing is going to be to to build from this big away win and continue that form. So hopefully next week we can win against Panetolikos at home. And then the big one is going to be against Ike where we're probably going to – I'm hoping for a draw. If we can get a draw, I'll be happy because that's going to be the battle of the two bad defenses right now. So, so. A, a couple things here as well. Um, Alexandropoulos was an unused sub. Was there any reasons for that? Did um, Did anything come out? Post pre or post match? Uh, not that I saw. Maybe Michael saw something, but nah. I just saw that he wasn't in. It was it was um Viafanyas who did very good. First time mm. we've seen him as a starter in a while. Yeah, uh, it was Viafanyas next to Ruben and uh, Lundvist as the as the the Kari. So yeah, it worked out pretty well. It was a nice little attacking uh, formation. But yeah, I'm not sure why we didn't see Alexandropoulos. Yeah, just looking at the lineups as well. Um, for La Mia, Skondras uh, came on in the 73rd minute for him. Well, he'd, he's be, still, he'd be mid 30s now, eh? Still, yeah, yeah. 
Craig, did you ever write Scondras? He was an okay player. He was, I guess, he was stable and consistent. He was definitely, you know, he was all right. He was good. He's 31. Yeah. Is he 31 now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where was he? Where was he been last? He was playing in Scotland. He's been with Flamengo for a while. And then, yeah, it was at Hamilton. And before that, he was with Bulk. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. Good on him there. So, um, it's a good win for Barthene. Of course, he pushes him um, back up the ladder there. I give um, Lamir credit. They were, well, they were very well structured this game. And Barthene, took a bit of time to break him down. Well, that's right. I mean, yeah. look, the three nil, the three nil result is two goals in the in the towards the death of the game as well. So, I mean, in in the context of this, looking at it, yeah, the Lamia weren't. Um, well, they didn't play that bad. They easy boots, yeah. No, they they, no. they do all right. Yeah, I mean, who's the coach? Um, Rigorio. Is yeah. that him? Yeah. He's, yeah, he's getting uh he's getting the best out of a limited squad there for you. So for them, not for you. Anyway, so that pushes up I think what's up to sixth spot on the table. Just so a, just a quick question to Andoni. Is Brignoli your starting keeper now? Is he after the Olympiagos game? Yeah, after the Olympiagos game, it looks like he's uh he's gone with Brignoli over the Udis, which I'm happy about. I think I think Brignoli's the better keeper, at least he's in better form. Uh he's better with his feet. So that's what it's looking like so far. But my only other thing, and I completely forgot to mention this, the one thing that I want to see Jovanovic stop doing is starting Mateus Vital for maybe a couple of games uh, because he started off red hot and then he's just just disappeared. He, he's just He starts him and it's like we're playing with 10 players. Nobody, There's no visibility on the left. Um, so it's just one of those things. Jovanovic is playing players by form. But when it comes to Vital, I don't know why he keeps playing him. And I don't know if that's just a thing that he's been told by the club. Hey, let's keep – there's a certain nah. number of games he needs to play. I don't know. But... Nah, I don't think so. Just a, just a quick question as well. No one knows. Has your two defenders disappeared off the face of the earth? Schenkerveld and um, – oh, what's his name? Motinani, the Greek. Kurbelis. Uh, Kurbelis, um, yeah. Uh, well – Schegenfeld is supposed to be back. He was he was in the the squad list against Falk. Um, I yeah. Every week, like I was telling Michael, every week it's next week he's coming back. Next week he's coming back. So I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, Kurbelis was training again with the team. Uh, I don't remember if he was in the squad list again. Uh, for this match. Nah. But yeah, so some something's going on. I don't know what something's bigger. Player bust ups. Any lady? Anything? <laughs> anything lately? Well, that was uh, the old guard. Yeah, well, you know yeah, we haven't yeah. seen any bust ups yet. No, but let's not see. yet. Still, only November. The, yeah, well, that's still, night course. still early. By, by June, we might have six managers. You don't know. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Well, look, it's good to see you guys back on the winning circle there. Um, the table as it stands now, <clears throat> after 10 matches, Olympiacos are on 26 points. Uh, got themselves a bit of clear air with Ajax sitting second on 20 points. Um, Balk third on 19. Bas Janina on 16 points. Orfi broke into the top six and they're sitting fifth on 15 points. And Pathnaikos hold the um, sixth spot there with 14 points. Uh, 
Seventh, best of the rest, Volos are also on 14 points, but they've got a minus two goal differential to Panathinaikos is eight. So that's a 10 goal swing there for them. Um, Aris uh, with the drop points there with the minus six and the loss there. They're sitting on 11 points. Asteras 10, Ionikos 10, Lamia 9, Panetolikos 8, Atromitos after their first win um, are on six points and Apollon Smirnis are on six points with a minus 13 on uh, holding up the bottom of the ladder there for them. Um, Michael, before we go into the uh, Super League 2 results, which I'll just read out the um, a couple of the, the – not all of them there, um, the clown show continues. So let's see. We'll get some context here before I get you talking. So if, guys, if you just haven't seen, we put out a tweet, UEFA looking at investigating – uh, the Greek Football Federation again, uh, Apple for a variety of reasons, but one of the main reasons were the allocation of uh, club licenses um, and how that was all distributed and how it just was, became a shamble, basically. With that in mind, uh, the, the shambles keep continuing, um, and Michael will fill us in on all the information here. Go for it, Ed. All right, we'll start off with Kavala. We heard last week we didn't realize how bad it is for them. They, their squad is basically amateurs, not professionals. They're made into professionals as of now because they have no squad because of club licensing issues. They've been excluded two times. They got back into the league three times because the season hasn't started. It started about a few weeks ago. And players were leaving. They're not going to stick around. And players' registration and players' registrations were being revoked. How can they stay at an unstable club? But it's not their fault that they're unstable. I get it. They went through an ownership change. They got new owners, but that, that's not entirely their fault as well. This is solely on, on Apple and the committee that they that controls the Super League Two. Why hand out a club license? Just a few hours before the Super League 2 starts, they have no squad, but you give them time to give them, give them time to prepare things and everything and have their first match that just went past this weekend against Bietikos. They lost 7-0, okay? Yep. The team consists of amateurs from basketballers, kickboxers. But prior to that match, the league announced an automatic 3-0 loss against Apollon Pondu. Cavallo. And three points deduction. And this also applied for Zakinto. Zakinto has a team. Yeah. Automatic thriller loss against Calithea. Three point deduction for them as well. I, this is yeah. Greek football. Just two words. Greek football. I don't need to say anything uh, uh, else to that. At its finest, and, yeah. Yeah. And speaking of Zakinto, I don't know if anyone heard it. I posted an article in the chat late last night. They're excluded from the Super League 2 now. They revoked their license. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're setting them up for failure from the beginning, then, I mean, Greg, you let's go to you here quickly, just as an old head um, that's been around the traps long enough. What the hell's going on here? How, how, do you, how do you set this up? Like, how do you set clubs up where you revoke, you, you give them a license, you revoke it, they take you to court, you give it back, then you take the, you peel it. How do you how do you think that a club like Avala is going to be able to sustain a full season? Oh, we've clearly got people that 
shouldn't be in any type of position like this. Don't understand football. Probably don't have great administration skills. It's um, not even. It's not even for this. Isn't <clears throat> even football, though, Greg. This is just basic administration skills. Yeah, yeah. That's a sad part. Like, but that's where I think that they they've got no idea about football. They they're just doing this to a football club. I mean, how can you not understand the the implications of what you're doing to a club like this? It's embarrassing for them, and it's embarrassing for the people doing this. Um, I've never seen the Greek. I've never seen Epo um, this terrible, and like this is going back. Uh, you know, since 1990, um, it's it's quite incredible. Uh, we, uh, you know, we've and we've heard all these things coming out last week from the media about um, you know what how they've treated clubs in the in Super League Two, um, their, their tactics on treating people and their people management skills, which are just atrocious. So uh, I don't know what it's going to take. I mean, I know you've mentioned it's probably going to take UEFA for banning us from European football to actually get these clowns out of there. Uh, who are probably pocketing a bit of revenue through that. Again, yeah, and, and my argument to that is it, it's probably never going to happen because this is so embedded in the system that these people are going to fight tooth and nail to, to, to hold on. And these are the faceless people. Let, let's be honest. These people we don't even know. They're, they're the faceless people that run the game, and that's how it's always been because the people that put their faces in front of the game are clearly out of their depth, and no one can be that stupid to be making decisions like this. So... There's this whole, if you want to, I don't know if it's an underworld or whatever it is, but there's this whole dirty world of people that are running Greek football for their own, for their own benefits. And no matter what you try to do, you know, they, they sort of cleaned up the Super League too, to a certain extent. So now they've just gone and decimated Super League, uh, sorry, they've cleaned up Super League and now they've gone and decimated Super League too. It just, it, it, it's astounding how, all the clubs didn't just get together and just like no confidence and, and get you away in right then and there. But it's bigger than what they, it's bigger than the EPA. That's my argument. It is bigger than them and it's bigger than UEFA and it's bigger than FIFA. And unless they do something drastic, forget about it. We're just putting a band aid. UEFA is going to come in. They're going to say, everyone's going to be like the, the faces people are just going to disappear for the week or fortnight, whoever's there. Um, the, the people in these positions are all going to be like, yep, yep, yep. All right. They're going to put all these processes in place. Yep, yep, yep. UEFA is going to go away. And then the faces people are going to come back and just start pulling the strings like puppet masters. And, and that's what's already happened. The UEFA and FIFA have both been there in recent years and, um, well, what have we seen implemented? The foreign refs for the derbies, okay, okay, but um, we're still seeing you know a complete mess of the Super League two and the Gamma and the Gamma Nikki. Nikki. Yeah. Um, and it just it's never ending. So it, there's not much confidence in that. It has to be, and the only thing that it's never going to happen again. But you want to do it probably ban ban Greeks from football for for not not six months, not three months, ban them for a year. Ban them from playing, participating. Now it's going to hurt the big clubs, um, but it's also going to get people like um, Meli, people like um, Alafuzos, people like uh, Marinakis, people like Savidis, who are who pretty much are the big guns of Greek football, to go in and just start busting heads as well, because they're the ones that are going to lose the millions as well. You know, Olympiakos is going to end up losing the, the 20, 30 million that they get annually from uh, UEFA. So they're not going to sit on that and just go, oh, you know, it's for the greater good. But we need that. We need the big guys in the top to actually now get involved in in assisting in the in the 
fixing of Greek football, even though a lot of people don't trust them. So it's like this, it's like this round circle we're going in there. Um, but you can't, you can't be the second highest division in Greek football and, and you've got, you know, kickboxers and basketball players in it. It's just, a, it's a disgrace. It's embarrassing. And it's a joke to, to, it's disgusting for a, for a, a such a, a, big historic club like um Cavala as well to be in that posi- in that position. It's it's disgusting from That's right. I, I saw that seven years result and I just thought I thought back to the Cavala that I've seen in the in the first division in the past. I think this is this sums it up. This sums up where we're at. It's pretty Yeah. Bad. It's uh disgusting for them. Um but I don't know where to, I, I don't know where they're gonna go and I guess watch this space to see if UEFA does get involved in the coming weeks uh with the, these stupid the fact, decisions. The fact that Zakynthos is excluded and given no reason for it at all, just pretty much says everything about Greek football. Mm, yeah. I don't. I've read about Zakynthos' exclusion, and there's just no reason provided. It was just yeah. a pretty vague statement. That nothing, nothing, uh, no background to it. Nothing it was just just an exclusion. Just they're out. Yeah, maybe maybe Zakynthos are ha- happy to be out as well. They're going to appeal it. Well, okay. they've, already, they, they, you know. they've already played two games. <laughs> yeah. They've already played two games and they've lost them. Yeah. Adding in the fact that they've had an automatic loss, which they don't deserve, same with Cavala and three-point deduction, both of them, they don't deserve them as well. Yeah. I, I, I can't understand those decisions either. Is it their fault that they got that they re-entered the league? They were fighting for it? No, it's not their fault. Yeah. They were being yeah, yeah. what can I say? Yeah. And apart from these, apart from this uh Malakias, uh, we finally have a TV deal. For the Super League too, yeah. <laughs> Finally, so what they'll show from round five, which I think we're up to for this week, round five. Yep. Starting starting this weekend. Well, now round four. Okay, so from round five, I heard is they'll show six games per round, three games from each group, north and south. Okay. So there's going to be teams that aren't even going to be televised. Yeah. So uh, is it going to be is it going to be what like Panayoti with his little handicam on the sideline, just uh, like what we see in uh, in amateurs? Like what's going to happen with those games? Is there going to be any vision for those games? They'll just they'll just hire fans just to film it on to, their phones or something. Yeah. It's well, nuts, the, isn't it? The Ike B team, the Ike B team, right? That that was live streamed on the Ike Ike's um, YouTube, I believe. Yeah. Okay. So that. So what we're going to see is, is we'll clubs. We'll be seeing loads be of live streams flooding. Because the reality is, that. you know, the games that they're going to show they, in the north, yeah. they're going to show Pau Olympiakos games, and they might just chuck a whatever. In the south, they're going to show Panathinaikos and Aik and whoever they play, and then they'll just chuck in another one. That, that's what's going to happen. You'd be naive to think otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, look, let's uh, digress from here because uh, we're just, uh, you know, caught in this rut as well of not understanding fully what's going on and, and no one seems to be talking. Um, That's because no one understands it. No too. one understands. Yeah. But if we look at results um, in the Northern Division there, um, Xanthi 1-0 winners over Thesprotos, uh, Perikos, as we said, 7-0 winners. Um, Veria NFC, 3-0 winners. Apollon Ponto, Nikivolo, Nil O, Karditsas, uh, 4-0 winners over um, Almopos. Pasericos, uh, Tricala 1-O, Michael, your boys went down to Olympiacos, B1-0. Uh, any comments on that game, mate? Uh 
probably a little bit biased. I think we were the better team. Yeah. But we just didn't um, convert our chances. We were pretty pretty wasteful. The same yeah. for Olympiakos B, but Heck. it took a massive deflection so they can win the game um, yeah. from Yanis Kosti. Yeah, it's Steve's cousin. Steve, you know, Yanis yeah, he's, he's, uh, yeah, Steve's the kid, the kids, the kid from, the kid from, uh, I think he, well, where did, where did we get him from? It was like Salamina. I think, yeah, Salamina. Salamina. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's finally getting a chance at Olympiagos to some extent, and good on him, even yeah. if it was quite a deflecting nah, shot. Perfect. Um, derby from yesteryear that was uh, rekindled, Iraklis yes. and uh, Pauk, nil all. Greg, did you, did you, you're excited about that one. Did you pick up any highlights <laughs> of that match? Or? I didn't, but it brings back a lot of memories of many Iraklis Pauk games. It does. It does. It does, man. So that's really good to see uh, that match, even though it ended up in a stalemate. So there are good things happening in the Super League 2. It's just if they can get their shit together, unfortunately. But I'll die, digress there. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. In the south, uh, Rodos, 3-0 winners over the Aguras. Rodos there. Um, Eroditos, 2-0 winners over Zakynthos. Levadiakos and Hanya had a one-all draw. Uh, Ergotelis, 2-1 winners over Kifisia. Uh, Pathnaikos B had a 2-1 win over Kalamata. Um, Aceras Vlachioti, 1-0 winners over Episcopi Rethimno. Um, Egaleo, 2-0 winners over um, Ofi, the other Ofi from Crete. Um, and Aik B had a 2-1 win over Karaiskakis there. Greg, uh, Kosidis and Kornesis were the goal scorers. Have you heard of these young yes. guns? I've they... heard of uh, Kosidis, but yep. I've not heard of Kornesos. Okay, so um, that's the that the results for the week there in the table there. Aik sit pretty on top on nine points. Egaleo on seven points. Rodos seven. Erotelis six. Kifisia six, uh, Levadiakos wrap up the top six on five points there. And in the northern group, um, let me just get the table up here. Um, uh, Veria on seven points, uh, Karditsas on six points, um, Olympiakos B on six points, Xanthi on four, Perikos on four, and Iraklis sit in the top six on three with the rest all still on low points all over the place there. All right, so uh, hopefully we've got some better news with Super League 2, guys, because it's uh, it's important that we have a top two um, professional leagues go on there. UCL, uh, sorry, UEL and UECL this week. Stephen, I'll go to you quickly. Olympiacos are playing uh, Ferna Bakche. In Piraeus, yes. Now, we've had a, uh, after the big win that we had against them over on their turf, um, we've hit a bit of a rocky road there in Europe. Um, with uh, back-to-back uh, defeats to the Germans. Um, how do you see this match going? Well, to put it bluntly, we can't let this one slip either, because if we do, then Fenerbahce will pip us to second place and it'll, it'll be even top two. Well, second place will be out of our hands. Um, yeah. There's, there's still a... T- I mean, this is not what I'm... This is not my expectation, but there's a tiny chance that we could still get first if Frankfurt don't beat Antwerp but at the same time 
it's it's we might as well set try set finish. We just have to beat Fenerbahce, and if Antwerp lose or I think draw, then we then we have guaranteed ourselves. We, we need to win. We need to win. Yeah, I'm not looking win. at anything else. Exactly. We need to win this I'm overanalyzing match. it. Yeah, yeah. We, we need to you win are. this game. <laughs> we can win. Yeah, we can win this game. Fenerbahce, they haven't had the best of runs. They, they beat Galatasaray in the derby on the weekend. So that's a, their first win in four. Um, yeah, we need to. Yeah. It's as simple as that. We need to win. We're yeah. at home. Full crowd will be behind us it's going to be a ridiculous atmosphere i think yeah. and hopefully the team don't bottle in the 91st minute yeah there's no lineup that's come out yet uh, or squad list that i'm aware of so um no I'm... and i'm waiting on the injuries because i'm writing a blog right now i'm, I'm waiting yeah. on whoever's I, I mean kunde i think might not be available i'm not sure it's, yeah. it's all up in the air Somebody yeah. will go injured last minute and someone will come back last yep. minute. Yep, no, that's it. Um, and Slovan Bratislava host Pauk, who also uh, slipped up and after such a promising start. Now, that group is wide open there with Pauk, with the three teams. Uh, Lincoln Redims are on zero points, but anyone can really take this one. Um, Greg, do you think Pauk can do a job um, away from home? I feel like Balk always lose to the the Czech and the Slovakian teams. So um, I really hope they can do something special. The, and the Czech that and the Slovakian, the Czechoslovak. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're always they're always like they're always coming up against these guys. So yeah. Um, look, they need to they need to win to like you guys to sort of cement their spot back on um, in that group. They, they've dropped to well, they're even with Slovan on seven points. Um, so uh, they got to get the win, they got to get the win, yeah, because it'll, yes, that's right, it's a double edged sword there because, yeah, they need to get the this, win. Um, this match, this match will have no fans for Slovan, why is yeah. it COVID? I think, COVID. okay, so, yeah. so and some European coaches have started to close everything again because of yeah. COVID, yeah, yeah, I've noticed, I've seen that Austria being one of them, um, also. Yep. Uh, Slovan, you know, they may be from Slovakia, right? I get it. But they're on a 12-game unbeaten streak in all competitions. And... Um, and Pauk lost to Atromitos. Pauk lost to Atromitos. <laughs> and they've conceded, they've conceded in almost every game. So... It's, a, it's an open game, this one. And it's basically really... a final for Pauk because they play Slovan. Yeah. And then they play Lincoln, um, I think, at home. Yeah, yes. uh, they so do. win this game and you're going to go through. So it's massive. Yeah, this this is essentially. I mean, okay, let's let's. They should they should beat Lincoln. So win this game and they they'll be on 13 points. Because and then what happens here is Slovan will then have to uh, fight it out with Copenhagen, and Copenhagen if they they will beat Lincoln, so they'll go on to 12 points. So then afterwards, um, you know, Park have the easy Park have the easy ride home. So. Yeah, essentially, if Park can win this, they'll they'll put themselves in a good position to finish top of the league, top of their table. Um, not won't always go their way, but um, Slovan will be also fighting out to get a position there. So it's an interesting it, it's an interesting match for them to say the least. There, um, Antoni, you're gonna when you call your papa and talk and rib, rib him up about um. Yeah, losing to Atromitos, you've got to ask him about what he thinks about this match as well. 
Yeah, yeah. He's probably gonna tell me the same thing. All oh, Pac's gonna lose probably. He he like reverse jinxes it like I do. Ah, guys, okay. so <laughs> it's in, it's in the, the blood. Win, so. eh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it's sure. in the it's in the blood in your family there. That, yeah, that's all right. It's all all of Greeks. I I always go to my dad. I go, hey, do you watch a football? Nah. I've seen my middle pudos for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if 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 we do good, if anything happens, I feel Olympia of course wins or the ethnic your mother does good. Hey, he's a pudos for. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> what happened in that last week you didn't want to know about it so uh, that's how they work there uh, all good so yeah look interesting um you know as a greek football fan i want both clubs to win um and push our um push ourselves up the coefficient ladder because we started off well if you guys remember and then we kind of mm. just uh shit the bed uh recently and dropped down again um so follow me greeks abroad um Liverpool, Timikas, Michael, you're the Liverpool man, but they're falling in love. Well, they 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 fall they fell in love with him this year, but they're absolutely uh, a big governor now over Timikas over in um, the Liverpool way. What's going on there, man? Another start for another start for Timikas, another clean sheet for Liverpool. That's goes how, without that's saying. Goes without saying. Yep. And Klopp has got a big headache at the moment. He's now both used. Timikas and Robertson in equal amount of games, and you Is, see when Robert, you see when Robertson starts, Liverpool concede. I'm not saying it's entirely his fault, hmm. but Robertson, he didn't have pressure last season when Timikas signed. Yep. This season he's had now a couple of injuries, and when he's come back to the lineup, he's struggling to find his feet again. He's not the Robertson that we know for past few seasons, and. Maybe he can't cope with the competition, or maybe it's the maybe the injuries are taking a little bit of a toll on him, and he has to find his feet. And to credit to Timikas, he's seizing his opportunity when he gets the start. Another excellent game against Arsenal, which he should have gotten assist for if Salah didn't um, <laughs> if Salah didn't um, stuff it up, he could have uh, uh, made a two 0 I think, or three 0 It would have been a nice assist for Timikas. Overall, he had an excellent game. He did great defensively as well as offensively. Can't go wrong with him. He's a great yeah. player to watch. It, look, he's, he's taken his game to another level. Um, pity uh, John Van Schip thinks he's a centre-back, but we won't go there. Um, yeah, look, I don't know. Greg's laughing. <laughs> centre-back, man. Yeah, 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 exactly, man. Like you've got this guy that's statistically just, our best player, and he plays in our position. Statistically, our best player out there in a long, long time that is performing at the highest level, and Tinapul, man. Um, yeah, look, look. As long as he's killing it for his club, um, hopefully the changes happen in that. Oh, I'm so happy for him. He got so much, got so much flack the last season from journalists, from fans, and he's just proved them all wrong and he's exceeded expectations mm. I've fallen back in love with him I'll, you know he's, he's always going to be an Olympiagos boy but I'm so happy he's yep. doing well at Liverpool uh, so hashtag God's plan if you see that's what he always puts on his uh, on his Instagram <laughs> and all that God's plan um, so moving on from a uh, machine that's absolutely killing it these days to someone that um, has fallen off the footballing radar um in Greece now, he's uh, kicking around in the Middle East. Um, Michael, I don't know, go for it. I don't even know how to explain this one. 
he goes by the name of Panayotis Taxidis. People remember him, and if you don't yeah. remember him, Michael, what, mm-hmm. what's his, what's his claim to fame before he uh, before he fell off the face of the earth? Uh, Olympiacos. Yeah, that's it. How many yeah, games did he much. play? Uh, close to fifty. I'm just uh, guessing. <laughs> yeah, like five. Was it five? I don't think he played that many games for us. I don't, I, he's a player that I never really liked. That that's all I can say. He was yeah. very very um. I want to say he's not there in the head. He's not <laughs> there in the head. He, not there he in grew, the head. He, where? Well, the video that I sent you guys in the chat, he plays for Al Fayhar in Saudi Arabia and he went in for a challenge. He missed the ball, goes straight red card. He goes off the pitch and he kicks a garden chair like it was nothing. So he must be, <laughs> he does leg day a lot. He kicks it like shot on Mike Lev. He's got a hell of a shot on him, I tell you that. You much. know what? Like in all in all seriousness, I actually liked him. He had a good career in Italy, I believe. Um, yeah. In Roma before, I think he's just he's he just looks kind of lethargic, and he, he yeah, I don't know. I always liked him as a player. I just never it never worked for him when he when he came back to it, when he at his stint at Olympia, of course, for various reasons there, but. We'll post this. Actually, we didn't post this, so we'll post this um, sending off there because it it was a bit harsh for a straight red. Um, it was, I thought anyway. And he's even looking at him like he's got the hand, like like a bloke that spent a lot of time in Italy as well. Like, hey, get guts with me. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's my Italian. There you go. Sorry, Italians. Uh, um, well, he's, yeah, he's, he's played for he's played since he left Ike. He's played fifteen separate times for different clubs, and his name is Daxidis, and Daxidi is Journey. So he literally is a journeyman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Peter the Journey, Peter the Journeyman. So. <laughs> um, yeah, look, it's crazy. There, we'll, we'll post this up and we'll uh, see what you guys think because it, it is a bit harsh, I think. Um, um, He's a big boy. He's really tall. I actually thought he, yeah. Anyway, he's another one of those wasted talents. Well, let's just put put it down to that. Um, I know Michael thinks he's a weirdo, but um, I always thought he could have done something career wise. Just never worked out for him. Yeah, when he was at Roma, I thought he was going to be something something good, but I guess nothing ever happened of him. Looking at his career, what's he got? One, two, he three, okay, four, uh, five, Verona. six, seven, okay eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, mm-hmm. fifteen, sixteen clubs. He's yes. thirty. He's thirty years old, and he's played for sixteen clubs. Um, the most amount of games he's had is were was at Lecce, where he yeah, actually had, yeah, two thousand eight to two thousand twenty one. Yeah, um, AEC youth player. So he's, he went through the ranks at AEC. Actually kick-started his career there. Did he, he become an international AIC, did he, or...? Uh, it was a little bit after AIC. Just that, yeah. Once okay. he got to Roma. Um, yeah. And then uh, he, he was pretty much at the brigade that took over, you know, once we finished the 2014 World Cup. And it yeah. was and him everything. and Samadis and the ethnic who just uh, yeah. couldn't there get you, the mustard. But uh, he did... I think I mentioned the other week how we've only scored... Ethnic has scored um, more than f- three goals four times since 2013. And he... Um, he contributed big time to one of the, 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 the I think it was a 4-3 win over um, Hungary. And yeah. He scored some beautiful goals in that. So yeah, that was he the had game the potential. 
we finished the campaign. We didn't have a win, and we, that was the last. That's right. Game yes. He always had potential. Yeah, he's one of those guys. Um, nice, nice movement with the ball on his feet for a big guy as well. Um, you know, there you go. I mean, you just named two players. Um, uh, somebody's. Um, if you guys haven't, if anyone hasn't seen the tweet as well, after he decided to retire himself at Benfica, um, he's picked up a club contract at um, Fortuna Citad in the Eredivisie. So they're currently sitting, I think, last or second last. Um, he can't play that till January, am I correct? Or... Correct. Yeah, correct. So, yeah, the free agent window closed. Yeah, so he's uh, he signed the deal to the end of the season with him. Um, so I guess he's got two months now to get, him, uh, get himself fit or six get weeks. Get himself fit so that he can return to Libyagos in the summer. Oh gosh. No, I'm over him. Have, I, I'm no, over him. I hope he returns to Olympia. Of course, it'd be yeah, great. Yeah, I'm over him. You know yeah. what? Yeah, he'll probably kill it in Greece, but no, no. He'll be the starter in Greece. I'd love it. He'd be, yeah, like, I can see him at a club like Atromitos, to be honest. Um, he'll be the one start, <laughs> he'll be the one starting part as a Mykonos. It's just well, a shame. I, look, okay, he's living off that one good season that he had and, and the few good games that he had, but Jesus Christ, like one player that... Seven-year holiday in Portugal. That's a great career, you know? It's disgusting, man. Like, uh, but, but do you remember the time when he, he came, like when they won it a few years ago? I mean, it, it, Benfica are just as bad culpable in this. He didn't play at all, and then he came in and he played like half a dozen games for him as a centre-back or whatever because they had injuries. They won the league. I think he chipped in with a goal, and he had some really good performances. Then they go and give him like a three-year contract, um, and then he goes back to being a bench warmer. Antoni. Uh, wasn't he – I mean, I could be completely wrong. Wasn't he uh, uh, the captain at one point too? Yes. Yeah, yes, right? Was. For Benfica? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was this love-hate relationship that he had with the club. Like, they loved him, but they hated him. But then when he came on, they gave him an opportunity and he took it. Uh, yeah, like, he, he should have moved on. But, you know, who am I to talk? You know, Lisbon is a beautiful city. So, uh, you know, and he was playing for a big club and probably had the good life as well. So, who knows? Who knows? I've, ne- I've never been a professional footballer to understand this, but... He ruined his ethnic girl, mate. I'd say that if he if he's fair about the way his career goes when he's in when he's in his late thirties and he's kicking back, all right. Granted, he'll have a beautiful house somewhere in somewhere in um, Greece overlooking the sea and enjoying life, but he'll have regrets about his football career, hundred percent. Does anyone disagree? Or I wouldn't. Nah, nah. Um, Tialo boys, we got anything? Um, any other Greeks abroad that we want to pick up on? No, 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 not either. I think that's it. It was a pretty average week, apart from Simikas' performance, and that was it. That's it. Well, you know what? Yeah, uh, Andonis Nikopolidis is just random. His son plays here in the United States for uh, one of the universities. Uh, Apparently, I think he's been pretty solid the last few weeks. I just thought I'd mention that. I thought it was interesting. Saved the penalty over the weekend. He's Um, a goalkeeper. Chip off the old block. Yeah, he's a goalkeeper just like his dad uh, playing, uh, I, th- I think it's Wisconsin University. I have to double check. Uh, but I just thought that was pretty interesting that he came over here to play. So what, what do you got? You got Bathnacles, Chicago. Will they sign him? Or? <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, his old man has wiped them. Yeah. So, or maybe, who's, who's the other one? Olympia, Chicago? 
Well, you know yeah. what? There's Olympiacos yeah. in DC. DC. Yeah. But uh, uh, Nico Polidis, I mean, the other day he said a good thing about Panathinaikos. So, I mean, hey, maybe the maybe the blood is uh, is purely Panathinaikos deep down, right? Okay. Might well, have his son there. There you go. Look, <laughs> but once, you, once you've retired from football. Naive, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he play, I think he played more games for Panathinaikos anyway. He did, didn't he? yeah. He yeah, did. he did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just had a better career at Olympia, of course, but you know, it doesn't matter. Upon thing, of course, what they achieved was just incredible. So, yeah, I mean, it was, hey, it was you incredible, know, you know, it was unbelievable. It's the, it's the best. <laughs> hey, he knows deep down he made a mistake, right? I mean, yeah, look, you know, winning <laughs> countless titles, Greek Cups, uh, you know, being in the Champions having, League, yeah, having a, having a wage that was probably dwarfed what Panathinaikos course ever paid him, you know, blah blah blah. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to hear it. Oh, no. Good, Good night. Nah. <laughs> That's it. Um, guys, any last minute things? Uh, big uh, big derby this weekend coming, Bulk Versailles. So both clubs are going to be looking to bounce back. Actually, yes. It's going to be huge. Let's uh, let's preview the round that's uh, coming up now for us. So, um, we may thought, okay, Bath Naikos. Panetolikos kick off the round there. So um, hopefully your boys, Antoni, can go for uh, two wins in a row there um, against a strong Panetolikos. Well, not a strong Panetolikos team, but not a weak one either. Um, <clears throat> pardon me, where am I here? Balk um, Aris, big derby there. So that'll be interesting to see how Aris bounce back from their humiliating loss. Um, and Balk, to be quite honest, from their humiliating loss. Um not that we're a gambling site, but Aris are paying close to $5 to win this match. Do you give me any hope, Greg? Yeah, I do. Um, uh, they, they, they'd have to play a really, really good match. I know Balk lost to Atromitos, but um, they pretty much had most of the position and had a lot of opportunity. Well, they had a fair amount of opportunities to make the most out of that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be a tough game for Aris, but um, they've got some really dangerous players and Balk's defense is definitely vulnerable. And they also have a knack of, you know, sometimes not finishing off their opportunities. So it's definitely an even of a chance there, Addis. Yeah, okay. Well, it's interesting there. There are the rank outsiders by a long shot there. And they'll be looking for some redemption. Well, best game to get it as well. In the derby match away from home, um, up the road against your uh, hated neighbours. I look forward to seeing all the uh, Olympiacos B, Olympiacos C tweets that we're going to see. We're going to see hashtag Balk Olympiacos, I guarantee you. Regardless of the result there. But anyway, I digress. Um, speaking of Olympia, of course, they host uh, Volos in a, uh, their match there. So Volos, who have dropped off the uh, dropped out of the six, will be looking to uh, get themselves back in there, whilst Olympia, of course, want to obviously try to extend their uh, their lead up the top of the ladder there. Um, Ophi Onikos is an interesting match there. So Ophi, who have gone um, on a bit of a roll there, uh, hosting Onikos, who um, are holding their own in this league. So that'll be an interesting one. Um, Greg, your boys, Aik, away to Pasianina. How do you see this one going, mate? Well, I think that game... The miserly defence of Pas. But I'm sure we can get... A, I'm confident we can get a win there because... Um, I th- uh, you know, Yanina was uh, unbelievable in taking other opportunities. So um, I think we can, I think I can get the win there. Look, it's. Z- uh, we got Zuba and Garcia who need to also uh, redeem themselves after a pretty ordinary performance against Olympiacos and the two um, key players. 
Tavella. Where was he? On the bench. Injured? No, he wasn't. He wasn't on the bench. Oh, sorry. He's picked. Sorry, he's picked up an injury. He's okay. back for this game. Yeah. Okay. Um, he picked up with an injury of the ethnic kid, but he's going to be back uh, available for this game. Curious to see if he starts him after the what the defense showed against Olympiacos. Mm, it'll be interesting there. Yeah. Um, Apollo and Smini, Lamia um, play each other there, so that'll. Um, that's the second last game of the round there. They're both sitting uh, low on the table there. Obviously, Apollon uh, hosting. So, no better opportunity for them to uh, get a win um, there. And Asteras and Atromitos wrap up the round there. So, Atromitos, after their big win with Kuluri scoring his double, let's see if he can kick on and dust off his goal-scoring boots or leave the magic on his boots, I should say. Uh, whilst Asteras really need to kick their season off if they're going to try to do anything um, this year. Gentlemen, I think that's it. Uh, as usual, guys, thank you for listening to the podcast. If you do like what we do, um, if you can give us a five-star review on um, Apple Podcasts, that would be fantastic. Um, the podcast also will drop on YouTube in a couple of days as well. So uh, jump on our YouTube channel and, give, and subscribe to it. Um, if you'd rather listen to us on that uh, platform, we're all on the big podcast platforms. We're on everything. Uh, feedback, comments, uh, questions, we love to grab them. So if you've got any any of them, please shoot them to us. Um, otherwise, we'll uh, do it again this time next week. Gents, I'll catch us later. All right. Adios. Thanks, thanks for listening, you. everyone. Thank you. Bye.